Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hello there. How are you? How is it going? This episode is coming out on a Friday of a bank holiday weekend in Ireland, and it's always nice to be releasing an episode on a bank holiday weekend because it's a bank holiday weekend and you have an extra day to chill out and potentially an extra day to listen to more podcasts if that's what you're into. And this is a solo effort, another solo show, probably the first one I've done of season three or nearly the first one, maybe the first episode of season three was solo. And it's all about confidence and it's one I've been putting a lot of thought into writing a bit about for a while and decided to put it out as an episode as well. Before we crack into it, Hoda, Hugh O'Donovan, the man himself, was the episode guest last week. Uh, We talked about his book, Mindful Walking. We talked about his career in positive psychology as well as in the military prior to that. Big first day downloads for this one and deep into the mindful realm again. Certain things jumped out. One was around this idea of FOAM, an acronym, and FARM, another acronym, all about focusing your attention and awareness. Check it out, listen, and enjoy. Lots to learn from it. And I know I touch on that topic regularly, but it is about reinforcing the message and getting you guys to really think about what is going on in your head and maybe work with it a little bit better and be more mindful as a result. It's very, very useful. Trust me, it's a game changer for me and I'm trying to hopefully make it something that you practice to be a a game changer for you as well. So check that one out and hopefully you enjoy it and and hopefully you enjoy this one as well. So it's all about confidence, 1% better on confidence, focusing on truths, fables and flexing the muscle. And there's a a starting point on the, the blog post that I put out. I started with saying, fake it till you make it. He's just naturally confident. She was born with huge self-confidence. I'll never have the confidence to do that. Just typical statements that you might hear somebody say from time to time or even yourself. But when it comes to confidence, self-confidence and developing both, my question as I was putting this together is, are you clear on what's realistic and achievable and, and what's not? It's been a subject that I've been planning to kind of dig into for a while. Over the years, I've done a lot of reading and since becoming more involved in coaching, it's definitely something that comes up a lot when I'm working with coaches or clients. It's an area that there's certain focus on, but also confusion around. And I think it's important to untangle it a bit. So for me, this was a an exercise of doing that through my own development self-development over the last few years and working with coaches working with mentors both topics of confidence and self-confidence or a lack of are very very frequently coming up with a lot of misconceptions so the aim with this piece is to selfishly slightly get very clear on the subject personally first and obviously share it now with you uh, maybe not so selfishly and to see if you can get some value from it. To be honest, it's one that I found probably the hardest to write in a while. I I love writing. I like to try and write more and more. I do want to put myself under more of a goal around writing later this year. But it's difficult to know exactly what 
this is all about. There's so much out there about confidence. So it was a challenge, but I'm I'm sharing it. I have the self-confidence to share it. I guess I've developed that over time and hopefully the confidence in the piece knowing that I've learned from sharing other pieces in the past. So that will be touched on as well. So I hope you find it valuable. Hope you get some useful ideas out of it um, about what confidence is not as much as what it is. Um, but with most of my pieces, if not all of them, it does come with a warning and it is this how-to for you to move the needle to build uh, upon what you have already. You will need discipline, self-discipline, practice. You need to take action and a commitment and maybe in some instances you need to get somebody to hold you accountable and that's what coaching can be about sometimes as well okay let's get into it confidence versus self-confidence so just pause for a second and have a think about it can you clearly explain the difference between confidence and self-confidence what comes to mind you probably intuitively know there is a distinction but when I've asked this question to people recently in coaching and just in general doing the research, their ability to define both wasn't very, very easily done. So this is important because when we're trying to develop and grow one or the other or both, it's good to know which one you need to focus on. A lot of times people might think they have lacking in confidence, but it could be more around self-confidence and vice versa. So it's important to figure that out. So confidence is defined as the feeling or belief that one can have faith in or rely on someone or something. It's more of an outward feeling, and I'm using quotation marks there. This comes from knowledge and practice. So the more digging you do, the more research, more learning, and more practice you can build your confidence. The more experience you have as well, the more confidence you will become. And to throw this example in, through writing other articles and developing my own style of writing somewhat, I have a certain level of confidence now about how this article will be received. Uh, certainly a little bit more confident to know that some people will read it. Another example came to me when I was actually in a Bikram yoga class there last week. Over the last year, I have built up a level of confidence in my Bikram practice. I can do some of the positions now with confidence. Obviously, only some of them. Others, not so much. Self-confidence then is defined as a feeling of trust in one's abilities, qualities and judgment. So it's more inward looking. It's about trusting yourself and your ability to succeed at new challenges, tasks and opportunity. The big thing with self-confidence is having a belief in yourself. That you can get that job done, deliver that presentation, deal with that difficult situation in work or in a relationship. And when I started back to write on these topics and these articles, passion projects, whatever you want to call it, that I'm very interested in, I had self-confidence to know that I could do it, that I could tackle it, that I could dive right in and put it out there. The same, I suppose, could be said for Bikram Yoga, to the first example. I had self-confidence to know that I could go into the class and stick out the hour and a half torturous heat the first few times and just safe in the knowing I have belief in my own abilities, despite not having done it before. When I'm in coaching mode, over and over again, confidence, as I said, comes up as a pain point. But many of the times the client gets confused about the confidence or self-confidence piece. That's why I wanted to start this off on the distinction. Time spent getting clear on what it means, understanding and reflecting on it at the outset can be time well spent. Buyer beware, self-confidence quick fixes. 
So we're living in very interesting times. People will try and sell you literally anything. A fast-acting dose of confidence or self-confidence even, the order of the day in many instances. If you go onto certain websites, you can see very quickly certain links to say, boost your self-confidence in five quick steps. My advice here is to think before you dive in. Like most things in life, quick fixes fade fast. And during the course of putting this together, I identified a few reported self-confidence boosters that you should be very wary of. This will also serve to help you get over some of the things you're telling yourself about confidence that's holding you back. Some of the main myths I found, or fables even, I found are, number one, confidence, you're just born with it. So how often have you heard somebody say, some people were just born full of self-confidence? I know I'll never have that kind of self-confidence, no matter how much I practice. This is a myth backed up by research. Confidence is not innate, and if you're thinking this way, you're falling into a fixed mindset trap. You're making excuses. Another way of looking at it is you have a limiting belief. You can grow and develop your self-confidence or confidence. Number two, fake it till I make it. So this is a very popular one, and it's controversial, so I'll go with my perspective on it. The power pose made famous by Amy Cuddy has you standing like a superhero before you do something you're scared of, potentially a presentation. It's meant to give you that quick boost of self-confidence. And in short bursts, for many, it works. A quick hit, maybe. Since this became popular in 2012, there's been a lot of science out to refute it. It fell into maybe the pseudoscience category. And while there is still a lot of debate on this, there's a link in the thread on the blog post, check it out, both for and against. I'm putting myself in the against category here, in the fable, in the myth category, because I don't believe it builds a lasting self-confidence. While undoubtedly it's a very catchy tagline, faking it for me is being inauthentic. And that's a core value to me, authenticity. And I'm not keen on breaking it. You might get a momentary hit of dopamine when you pose for a couple of minutes before your presentation. But maybe halfway through, when that wears off, the doubts could return and you might find yourself in a difficult spot. It's better to build your self-confidence in an authentic way over time. Number three. Build confidence up first, then take action. So I've always been nervous and even scared of presenting. I've talked about this a lot. For years, growing up, all through my 20s and well into my 30s, I had no confidence in it. No matter how hard I tried to build my confidence beforehand by watching videos, by reading, practicing breathing exercises, talking to the wall, nothing really prepared me for being up there in front of the audience to the attendees. That's really where I started to find my feet or find my voice and learn on the fly. So the message here, don't keep waiting until you're ready, until everything else is perfect. That doesn't necessarily exist. Maybe take the action even when you're not ready. Be prepared to learn, fail, but take the action. Number four, self-confidence building takes years. So while there's no overnight successes, you can't flip a switch and be super confident, self-confident forever after in the morning. It is about the frequency more so than the duration. If you're going to the gym every day for a month, you'll see great improvements quickly. It's the repetitions that are the incremental improvements over time to develop that muscle. The same with self-confidence. 
if you do one presentation per month over a year, you may see some decent improvements, but because it's once a month, it might be very slow and it might even take some step back. What about doing one a week? Maybe if you do them more frequently, you will build on that quicker and the confidence will grow. There's a compounding interest effect going on here and the improvement will be more noticeable. Okay, the confidence gym. There isn't a day that passes where I don't feel a lack of self-confidence in one area or another. Now, though, through developing self-awareness, it's something I accept as normal and expected. That's going to happen. I'm going to feel a little bit insecure from time to time. That's normal. The good news is, like a lot of other competencies related to feelings and emotions, self-confidence and confidence is very flexible. You can strengthen it, just like a muscle. With training, it can grow. The muscle comparison is one you've probably heard a lot of over the last few years. I know with mindfulness, you see a lot of pictures of brains uh, flexing their muscles. And other areas like practicing willpower, practicing listening, questioning, lots of others. All need care and feeding. Otherwise, they can regress back to a limper version of their former self. Thankfully, though, you're in control and there's no expensive gym required to build your self-confidence. So there's a few steps that I've identified through my own reflection, through what I found helped make me more confident and self-confident. Let's share these out now. Number one, building knowledge. So have you ever had to do a presentation where you didn't really have a high level of interest in the subject matter. Maybe it was something technical that you just didn't know well enough, but you said, I'll give it a go anyway. How did it turn out? Did you find yourself getting caught out, deferring to others halfway through, cringing, just wanting to get it over with the ground? Please open me up and swallow me. I've been there, I know. Contrast that to when you're talking about something you're passionate about, something you have full belief in, something you're invested in. Would we have trouble probably shutting you up? That you're so comfortable with this topic, the confidence appears to ooze out of you. That's probably when you do hear that statement, wow, that person has so much confidence. If you're not well read or well invested into the area that you need to talk about, that's going to be a challenge. It's going to be next near impossible even to be confident about it. So you either do your homework on it, get to know it very well, and then be in a great position with a very knowledgeable perspective, or maybe skip it. Back to the myth-busting list, it's hard to fake it if you're not fully invested. Do the work, do the homework, and get prepared. Number two, deliberately practice to develop skills both soft and hard. So the book I'm just finishing up at the moment is called The Power of Habits from Charles Duhigg. And it's been probably, <laughs> I always say this after a really good book, the best book I've ever read, but it's up there. It's, it's really, really useful. And I've taken a lot of notes on it and I'm using it in presentations currently. But it talks about skill as a type of work or activity that you can do on any given day and expect the same result or output. So driving is a skill. Typing at 60 words a minute is a skill. Computer programming is a skill as well. These would be considered hard skills. Then we have the softer skills like leadership, communication, influencing without authority, for example. As you build up these skills through action, your confidence in them grows. So while hard skills tend to be more static once learned, like riding a bike, 
or the other examples, the softer ones are more like the muscle analogy. They need regular work to keep them supple and strong. So deliberate practice is required. Focusing your attention on specific elements of that softer skill and doing it over and over will help it grow and develop. Number three, the power of habits and virtuous confidence cycles. So again, I'm mentioning the book that I'm finishing up and I'm pulling a reference from it. It's one of those books where if you read it, you start to understand much more clearly why we do some things that we do. It explains what we already know in many ways intuitively. In short, every habit or routine we have is based on a cue or trigger as a starting point. That leads to the reward. The routine part or the habit is the what we do to get there. So by raising your understanding about habits work further, it becomes even clearer that the confidence myths are just that. So if you know by taking action, you'll fail, make mistakes, learn, improve, your rewards then will come. It's all about doing this over and over and the confidence will then grow. You're creating that virtuous circle. Number four, spotting your limiting beliefs and choosing better thoughts. Limiting beliefs is a topic that is extremely interesting. The book another book reference, Nancy Klein's Time to Think is one that I would highly recommend. It's uh, one I use a lot in coaching. When we went through the coaching diploma, it was very fundamental to approaches in coaching where you're allowing people to think. And a lot of the times we use limiting beliefs to prevent us from doing what we want to do. How often today have you given in to a limiting belief? I bet you have, you probably haven't even noticed it. Every day now, I catch my inner voice, my inner gremlin, devil, whatever he might be called on any single day, saying to me, you can't do this. You're not good enough to do that. And the story continues. He's been doing it probably about 10 times during the course of me recording this. But now through my own self-awareness, through developing that, through the practice of meditation and mindfulness and just working on myself, I'm very aware of what the gremlin is saying and those limiting beliefs are being enforced or on me, those boundaries. It's always been there. I just had never really been fully aware of it. I would have bought into the narrative as well. I accepted it as a truth. And definitely on days where I've been more tired or back in the day with a hangover, the limiting beliefs became even bigger and stronger. And there was no way in hell I was going to challenge them. But now as I've developed the mindfulness practice, as I mentioned, and by repetition, I'll hopefully get others to do so as well. I started to observe this dialogue much more clearly, this inner chatter going on. And I began to see it for really what it was and what it is. Just a stream of never-ending information flowing around my head. We all have it. It's part of being human. As I talk this out, I always remember from the book with Eckhart Tolle. Um, I think it was the, the Power of Now. He talks about a situation where he sees a, a woman walking down the street or on the tube and she's just talking out loud all these crazy things that are just coming out of her mouth. And he, he realized that this woman was obviously mentally unwell. But what was very interesting is he was just doing the same things but not actually articulating those out loud. It seemed like she had no filter. So if you were to sit for a minute and just observe all the thoughts that come into your head for that minute and if you were to say those out loud, everybody probably around you might think you're crazy. I know for me, they probably would think it for me because there's such madness coming in from decades ago and from the future and negative thoughts pushing, pushing, pushing. All that 
is there and it's just a stream of consciousness and i think it's just something we all have to be aware of that it's something that happens it's kind of on automatic pilot and it's not to 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 buy into a lot of those beliefs anyway i digress a little bit there so as i said i've been coming more aware of these thoughts i was able to stop buying into them and that began the change process a positive change by creating that gap and developing the awareness of what was going on upstairs it made a difference it led to a change in my beliefs the limiting beliefs I had placed on myself were questioned more, challenged more, and ultimately started to change. And then through taking positive steps and learning along the way, I started to remove these limiting frameworks or limiting boundaries, or maybe just started to extend them. Turning a lot of can'ts into can or won'ts into wills. And through doing that, my confidence started to improve as a result. Confidence is really about choosing better thoughts saying to yourself i am capable and if i try this i might fail but i will learn and succeed from that failure okay the last one of my five areas to focus on uh to get more confident or to develop more confidence is one i suppose i've touched on all the way through as well but just focus definitely in on taking action and knowing you're going to learn you're going to fail and repeat and for me this is the last but the most essential of all without the action you're just dreaming of what might be you have to take the risks and jump in lean in dive in or whatever popular in you want to put in there at the moment i know it sounds simple it's not always the case perhaps your inner gremlin outlined in number four above is now telling you all the reasons why you can't do it why acting and taking action is not the right thing to do but that's your limiting belief again it's all about taking that first step, maybe getting that first win, making that small little bit of improvement. Do you remember Do you remember what it was like the first time you drove? Terrifying? I know for me it was, and for the first number of times, first number of lessons, it took me a long time to get any level of confidence. The day after I bought my first car, I decided to drive from where I was living at the time in Longford in, in Ireland to where I'd started a new job in close to, to Ballina in Mayo. Although I had only a few lessons, I was a learner driver, I said I'd go out on this two-hour journey from home. I had a lot of anxiety around that. I remember setting out that evening. It was dark. It was raining in Ireland in September. There's a surprise. And for that whole two hours, time seemed to go really slowly. I thought every car behind me was flashing at me because I was probably going so slow. I was glued to my seat and I had my hands on the steering wheel very tightly. Uh, the movie Planes, Trains and Automobiles, a scene in that comes to mind where I think he had imprinted his fingers into the steering wheel. Anyway, I was so inexperienced, nervous, edgy all the way. And the relief when I got there was amazing. It was a huge sigh of I did it. I knew it was essential, though, for me to make that step forward in developing my own confidence to do this maybe not the the full thing that first night but i said i'll go for it the next day getting in the car and driving to the office was a little bit easier and within a few weeks it started to become a lot more comfortable a lot more automatic it might sound like a very trivial example but pretty much all of us that ever learned to drive started at a zero point and was terrified where they began at 
and where they got to and then how quickly it becomes something you're very confident in doing. But that can be applied to other challenges in your personal and professional life. So taking the action, making mistakes, learning and noticing those incremental forward steps is very, very essential and it will help your confidence grow. It will help that muscle get stronger. Over the years, I've identified some tools and approaches to experiment with when moving your confidence levels from left to right. Being wrong on purpose is an interesting one. If you're in a meeting or if you're talking to somebody about something, if you're trying to be just wrong for the sake of it, put yourself into that uncomfortable situation and maybe learn from it if that's something that's holding you back. Saying yes is something you would normally say no to. That's just pushing yourself and taking on something else that you're not confident about. Or maybe even tracking your negative thoughts on a daily basis through a journal. Just picking three things that you said negatively that day on why, exploring that. Is it because you're not confident around it? And maybe then take action. All these will lead to making steps forward on your confidence meter, bringing you to a more confident place. The important piece again is to take the first step and maybe start measuring your progress to make it a little bit more tangible. You might say there's a paradox at play here. To grow your confidence, you have to take risks, yet you avoid taking risks because you don't feel confident. As is the case with many of life's challenges, there can be paradoxes. Like anything you want to improve, however, having discipline is essential and knowing that meaningful change takes time and effort, but it's absolutely worth it. So there you go. That's it about confidence and self-confidence. Hopefully it was useful. It's my thoughts. And as I read through it and put it out, I know I have some more. There'll probably be a, a follow on. But I would love to know if you enjoyed it. I'd love to know if it made sense. I'm sure you'll challenge some of it. I know I put out about faking it till you make it a couple of weeks ago in a post and there was a challenge to that. And that's okay too. There's different opposing views and not one person is right. It's what makes it right for you is key. But I want to hear about it. I want to hear what your thoughts are and I would love if you took the time to do so. So there you go. That's another episode. Thanks for checking it out back next week with an interview. Thanks as always for listening. Good luck.